Beautiful. I appreciate everybody that's jumping on today. I'm really, really excited for this week's meetup. Obviously, we are running into the to the month that is really centered around love, right? And I like to, to really take this month to think about loving what you do and having fun and really enjoying that. And it's kind of a catch-22, right? Sometimes we love what we do so much that really it's hard for us to transition into what we're meant to be. And I think that's really appropriate because the guest we have today is Brett Farmelow, and he's going to share his story about creating a company and transitioning, right? Because we're all going through this great redirection, right? Not resigna resignation, redirection and finding ourselves. Um, and Brett's got this amazing story of just building something that he's passionate about and what it meant to build his company and then transition into his next, uh, his next level. So Brett, thank you for being here today. Um, what we like yeah. to do... Since this is a community meetup, we love to have people introduce themselves and really just show you, Brett, who's here to support you um, and just give them a little bit of a shout out because we want to commit to them. Community members that show up and engage and offer conversation, that's what it's all about, right? Having a conversation with context and involvement and just really building community. So I appreciate everybody that's on today. My name is Adam Griggs. I am the moderator today. Uh, I have a software as a service platform called Clarify, and I just appreciate you guys for taking all your time. Because uh, I know it's valuable, right? So, um, Brett, I'm going to have Rachel and Jonathan introduce themselves and the community members, and then we'll get to your introduction if that's all right. Sounds good. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Um, super happy to be here. I'm Rachel McCool from GoDaddy, and I manage community experiences. And I am really excited to catch up with Brett. I'm huge fan of Brett's, known you for I don't know how long now, Brett. But, anyways, I always feel like we have. Great conversations, uh, lots of cool stuff comes out of conversations with you. So really looking forward to, to hearing from you today. Yeah, thanks for being with us, Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jonathan Graziano. I am also part of the uh, GoDaddy, I'm part of the GoDaddy social media team, uh, working very closely with Rachel and Adam on building out this community. And as always, I am so excited to be here. It's great to see you all week after week. It's very grounding. And um, yeah, I, I love, seeing these posts come into our group. We've got, it's been very busy lately, which is so great to see. Um, and I'm excited to hear uh, what Brett has for us today. Hi everyone, uh, Patty Farmer, I'm a marketing and media strategist. I love this community. I can't say enough about it. I feel like Thursday is such an amazing day because like I look forward to it all week. And then once we have it, it kind of just pumps you up for the rest of the week to kind of finish that week out strong and, and stuff. So level up and I am also very very excited to hear what Brett has to say so um really glad to be here so thank you guys so much good noon or good morning wherever you are everyone I'm Michelle with AJM Financial helping you plant your money tree and like everyone else I'm always excited to be here I know I missed last month but I think Lindsay had in a post about regrouping and that's one of the things I've been focusing on I'd actually done a sabbatical which I was dying to share with everyone um, no television for 30 days, no radio. I didn't watch the news or anything. So, you know, just making that, taking that regroup to redefine AJM Financial and Michelle Alexander. So I've been taking some time. So you'll see me, I'll be here, miss everybody, waiting to hear Brett. <laughs> I think that's so, so powerful, right? And I appreciate the two of you that have introduced yourself, Patty and, and Michelle. And I, I love the, the context there, Michelle. I just got to touch on that real quick. Because so much of what we do pours into our daily lives and our business. And if we're an empathetic person, like we should be a member of our community, it's really hard to find yourself amidst, amidst the noise, right? So 
I commend you for that. I appreciate you for that. Um, Julie, I know your camera's off today, but I want to just give you a chance to just give a shout out about your company and joining us today if you're op open to it. Sure. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here. It's been a while. So I have Stick and Stuck. I own a female um, operated creative print shop and studio. And I work with our customers to produce what we call Eco Sticks. It's the only fully customizable sticker patches and labels made from upcycled water bottles. And we focus with our brands, artists, musicians, photographers. Um, we're about creating community and bringing awareness to single use plastics. It's at stickandstuck.com. Love it. Thanks for joining us today, Julie. And just an example to the community members, you can join in and you can just listen in if you want to. It's totally awesome that we have you and we can feel your energy. Uh, so don't ever, ever, ever feel bad about joining us with the camera off because we just love feeling that you're here and present with us. Um, Brett, obviously you can see that so many of our members are from all walks of life. We've got owners, entrepreneurs, and advisors, and people that are just willing to help create that engagement and that authority online. And I just love your story. Um, and I love that you were available today. Uh, thank you for stepping in and being a pinch hitter. We had Brett scheduled originally for March, but he decided to, uh, to take up the podium today and, and really share his story on where he came from, what his mission has been, and how his transition into building Turkle has been. So Brett, thanks for joining us today. Uh, give us a little background, man. T talk to us about who you are and where you come from. Heck yeah, and, and good to be here. Fun community, right? You guys are all energetic. I'm getting energy from you guys. I'm a little tired today, but waking, waking back up. Um, so I'm out here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's good to be back on the show. I think we actually did a show uh, maybe a year or so ago and talked about a little, little bit about, about the background then. So for the last 10 years, I've ran an SEO agency called Marketers for uh, design specifically for small businesses. Uh, recently sold that agency after that 10-year run, which is uh, fun, and we'll probably get into that today, uh, to go all in on a website called Turkle, which is a question and answer site that connects brands with expert insights. So um, raising and have raised uh, some capital to fund that dream and mission. We've got about five employees and diving into that. Um, also, just before that, um, going way, way back, uh, one, of, one of my favorite aspects and really the foundation for my whole life and career was a series of cross-country road trips in RVs where I uh, interviewed people about their career paths, documented those career paths on, on a website uh, for other college students to take a look at for career inspiration and guidance. I uh, wrote a book about that, have given some speeches about it, and um, that was like mentorship to the extreme and it has really guided a lot, a lot of my life philosophies to, to this day. So that's yeah, awesome to dive into some stuff. No, I, I love it. I love your story. And I got to be honest with you, the story of the fainting goats has stuck with me ever since we met, right? Um, it's all about overcoming your fear and not, not relearning it. And I just, I love that and what you shared in your story previously. And obviously you're in this transition period, right? You've built something you love and you've really impacted people and mentored them in, into creating a voice and finding themselves online. But then you had to allow yourself the space to let go of that and create something new and really go all in. So I wanna talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about when one door closes and another door opens and how you really deal with, like as an entrepreneur, how do you deal with balancing that emotionally and fiscally and just being responsible with, with keeping yourself in check and, and you know, looking towards the, the, the grand prize, which is going all in on what you want. Super weird. <laughs> it's, it's super, a super, super weird feeling to have devoted the last 10 years of your life to building something up and then walking away from it and starting something brand new. I think that 
the probably the best analogy like that I'm actually getting a ton of inspiration from is uh, is the house that I live in. So for the last 12 years, I've lived in in a house, um, decided to demolish it, take it down to the ground and rebuild. And that's essentially what I'm doing with business. So um, it's it's I say it's inspiring because there's a lot of parallels between between the two. Uh, in taking down the house to the ground, that's essentially what I did with the business is saying, okay, see you later. Um, leaving behind all those memories, everything that you put into it, all of that stuff. And then like literally laying the plumbing, laying the foundation, doing like the stuff that's not very like going to catch headlines or even exciting to talk about. And all of a sudden, like you're starting to frame and like build this house. Like um, on Sunday when I, went, I, I popped by to check it out, it was just foundation, just concrete. On Monday, a house. Today, they're putting in the trusses and like things are jamming and it's coming coming to life. And I think that that's like, a lot of the times what you see as an entrepreneur, you're, you're the person behind the scenes laying, doing all the, like the hard work and there's nothing to show for it. Sometimes it's just a, a slab of concrete before that actual house comes to take shape. So that's very much how I feel right now in terms of where I'm at. You know, this was like, I sold the agency maybe a month ago, something like that. So this is like brand new, fresh, uncharted territory. And then in terms of like you saying, oh, Brett, good, glad you could fill in today. My calendar is open. It's empty. No one wants to talk to me anymore. Like I don't have a, a real like big company to, to that I could be a customer of or and things like that. So it's it's a it's a weird feeling, but also a really fun feeling. I love that you've created this analogy for us because it's a good visual for so many that are going to listen into this and for us here on the call today. But I mean, honestly, I felt that right. We were launching our startup at the end of 2019, and we went public in 2020. And it was a rough year. And it's it's kind of a gut check to the ego sometimes when you have an open calendar. When you think like, well, I've had this great thing that I was in love with and I built and I really took a, a great deal of consideration and care. It's like growing up in a house and selling it and moving to build a new one, right? And it's, it's hard to let go of sometimes because of the memories and really the ego that goes with it, right? <laughs> so I love that you've had the confidence of transitioning. And I love the visual you have because you know that you're doing things the right way. You're building off a foundation. You know that even though right now things might be a little bit open, you're you're structurally prepared to go from the ground up, right? And you're going to be able to treat your clients and everybody that you work with in the right in the right manner. And I, I love that. So you know, tell us a little bit about what it was like to get marketers up to like ready to sell. What was that like? I mean, having to remove yourself from the business. Did you did you like really take part in like playing that out and and wondering where that was going to go without you yeah i think that that's a really good question and i think that it there's several steps in a process like for anyone who's looking to build and sell a business um first thing i read a book that, that actually inspired it i read, read a book called uh built to sell and it was literally a, a very short book about another marketing agency owner who went to go sell his business found out that he couldn't sell his business because he was the main part of the business and set out on this journey to replace himself. And so essentially, I mean, that's kind of the dream for a lot of business owners is to, to have a business that runs without you, but it's a lot of work to, to get there. And I think that, you know, there's some concrete steps um, that I took after reading that book. One is developing processes and, and standard operating procedures uh, so that anyone could step in and essentially do what you do, which is one of the hardest things to do because you're like, hey, it's all up here. Like, I only know how to do this. And there's a lot of letting go and a lot of um, challenges to get what's inside your head onto a Google Doc or um, you know some whatever you choose to use for an SOP. So 
I think that was step one. Um, and those SOPs were horrible until we hired a VP of operations to step in and really like take my weakness, which was SOPs and process and procedures. Cause I, I like to shoot from the hip. Like this is, this is my, my utopia right now is just chaos and like figuring out and going through and, you know, um, and so we hired a VP of operations uh, about a year plus ago, and she came in, uh, took over the SOPs, took over the day-to-day operations, took over the sales management, and really allowed me to step away. Um, that probably took about six months or so to get her onboarded, and then another six months where she was just running it. And so those were the two, I think, pivotal things was like realizing that, hey, I've got to get out of this business if there's ever going to be an exit in sight then I'm, I'm going to have to document things to the best of my ability, get someone to come in and try to run that and refine it. And then ultimately, you know, find a, find someone who, who uh, would want to acquire you and, and to, to know that you've built up a great business that's worth acquiring. So um, yeah, I, I think those are some of the different milestones that, that happened. I love that. I feel like we could go for days on how to find somebody that's willing to accept and, and buy into your business. Um, I don't, I, we can save that for another conversation, but I think two things you touched on, and then I want to give the, the, uh, the reins over to Patty because she's got her hand up, is, is literally reins and relationship, right? Giving the reins to other people on your team, delegating, that is a great test on whether or not you're willing to step away from the business. I mean, we've seen it time and time again in my risk management agency, we've acquired agencies that really, they were their business, the owners were their business, and delegation was a process of, of teaching them whether or not they were capable of stepping away whether or not they were emotionally ready. Um, and then having that relationship and understanding that the next person that's acquiring the company, really, if they're going to do right by your brand, right? Because we've got that love, that, that passion, that way we've built our companies. Um, and if we're moving to the next big thing, we want to make sure that we're not burning bridges. We're leaving everything on the up and up. So I love your story, Brad. I love the way that you've approached it. And that's a great book, Built to Sell. Um, I appreciate you for throwing that out there. Patty. Um. Man, he's already said so much good stuff already. So there's three small points. I'll keep them short. The first thing is when you were talking about like the having the time on your calendar. I mean, you know, most of us who have like this full calendar, we're like, oh, what we would give for that, right? You know, to not have that. But the reality really actually is that there's an important thing that happens in that time is you have the time to build relationships and spend the time to really be able to serve and figure out how you're going to do that rather than just like having coffee and supporting somebody on social. So you get to go a little bit deeper. So that's always like a good thing. Um, And then the other thing you said when you were talking about like really thinking about selling your business, I remember, um, you know, people throw that word around legacy a lot, right? You know, oh, you know, do you have a legacy business, right? And for me, I was like, no, it's kind of my business, right? You <laughs> know, when I get telling my husband, you know, man, if I die tomorrow, like, like there's no, that's it, like, you know, sell it, like <laughs> whatever, right? And then it was like, well, what does that actually look like to really have a legacy business? And what are you going to do? So I have to say, I've had to think about that, but I feel like, one of the things that we don't realize is when we have a company, like we're the CEO, but in reality, if you don't build it right, you're kind of a firefighter because really all you're doing is putting out fires. You're a firefighter, right? You're not really the CEO. And so when 
you don't realize you have processes because what everybody tells you is work in your brilliance and hire other people to work in theirs, delegate, 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 outsource, and then you do. And then all of a sudden you realize, well, I don't have those processes. I don't have those because you've delegated all those things to everybody else. So really honestly, thinking about those things and making sure you have those things in play are actually really good questions. So this information today is really fabulous. Like, are you a CEO or are you a firefighter? Which is it? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, just to piggyback off of, of something that you said and that something that Adam, Adam had talked about, uh, I think one of my biggest regrets is like starting out the business without thinking about the exit. And so I think that when you think about um, any business you enter into, you never think about the exit. You're like, I'm going to build this business. I'm going to grow it big. And this is going to be like my thing. And, and like, the reality is that life changes sometimes. There's events that happen, there's interests that changes, there's passions that change, all these different things. And so I think it's really, really healthy whether or not you're thinking about, if you're like, this is my forever thing and I picture myself doing this forever, still ask yourself, what's the potential exit? Like who would be potential acquirers of my business and why would they want to acquire me? And if you could focus in on those, those fine points, then you could build valuable things within your business, whether or not whether or not you're going to sell or you know hold it. So I think that those, if I would have gone back in time and what I get to do now in this instance is like think about who who and uh, who would acquire us and, and why, and then you could really build a business that's valuable for yourself as as the owner in the meantime. Yeah, I think what you just said is so valuable. Um, I've got to align with you on that too, especially as an entrepreneur. You're running through the motion and the emotions and you're caring so much and you're grinding on the startup and really your focus is building the business and sometimes it's hard to ask yourself the questions that matter and before we started this call we were talking about introducing people to our community right and the response was oh i gotta go check my i gotta go check my profile i gotta make sure everything's aligned and, and really checked off well why aren't you doing that with your business right let's play devil's advocate one of the exercises we do at our agency is we really just sit down and we we have a process called starting at the finish line right doesn't matter if you're in year one or in year 10 or year 20, what does the finish line look like for you? Okay, let's talk about your goals. Now let's say that finish line moved up. Let's say something happened to you. Let's say something happened to your team. Let's say something happened in the market. A, a competitor came in or a transition in, in government regulation or whatever. You gotta ask these hard questions. And sometimes the questions are really hard to deal with, but it gives you great context on where your business actually is and where you think it's going to go. And where the consideration is for your team and the people that you're aligned with and working with your family, right? If your legacy is your family, how do you align, how do you align your goals and that finish line with that? And if you can't do it in a process like what we do, check your social media profile, like what Patty said, right? It doesn't make sense. Can people understand the business? It, can it run without you? It's, it's a great self-reference. And I think that that what you've just said, Brett, is a great example of having to really focus in on not just the processes, but the passion behind having those, right? If you're going to let go of the reins, do you want it to crumble and die? Do you care about the agency? Yeah, you do. So make sure that you're doing things and doing right by the people that are going to be taking up those reins and buying your company and then allowing you to free up the space in your mind to have passion and build the next thing. You can't let yourself linger with thoughts of remorse. You know, there's, there is seller's remorse just as there's buyer's remorse. So I appreciate you for that. I know that was a little bit of a long-winded <laughs> response to what you just said. Um, I want to transition. I want to talk about your next journey, right? You just left this process of building a marketing agency that helps people be found online. 
And now Turkle, which is your, your baby now, is helping people gain authority online. So talk to us about you and wanting to transition, not just your passion, but your company and your focus around that. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I, I noticed that um, inspired me to, to go in this direction. The first is that there's more marketing agencies and coffee shops in the US right now. So over the last uh, three years in 2018, there's about 18,000 agencies, 2019, about 28,000 skyrocketed about 50,000 in 2020. And now there's about 64,000 uh, marketing agencies. That's tremendous like growth. Um, there's a few things that are driving that. The first is that the pandemic's forced every business to get online and have a website. And that's caused paid ads to skyrocket. So Google ad sales were up 34% in the pandemic. YouTube ads are up 49%. And as a result, you have a lot more marketing agencies that are servicing uh, small businesses that are out there. So um, when I thought about it, I was like, well, it, and as I, when I first started, started marketers, people were like, oh, cool. Like an SEO agency, digital marketing, that's cutting edge. And then like, uh, uh, you know, towards the last year, it's like, oh, an SEO agency, my cousin does that. Or, oh, my, you know, so-and-so. And so like, there's a, there was, that got annoying, quite honestly, like, because I viewed myself as an expert in, in the field and I hated being compared to like someone who didn't really know the space. So that was one thing. Um, the second thing was that the hardest thing to do within SEO is to build links and build backlinks back to your website. And the reason why links are important, they're essentially counting as votes on the web. And the more links that are pointing to your site from high quality authoritative sites, the better you typically rank in search engines. And so that's a really great way to sustainably, predictably grow your business. That's actually what inspired me to start, start marketers uh, was we started ranking on the first page of Google for the term digital marketing company and had to live up to the search result and actually start a company. So, um, and since then we, we held that ranking for about five years and had about two or three clients every single month come to us as a result of that ranking. So SEO is important. Um, the thing that is difficult is again, building those links. So how do you do that? So we tried every single backlink tactic that you could possibly imagine uh, until we ultimately landed on a solution, which was Turkle. Uh, so basically there's a thing that every small business owner has um, and don't, doesn't have, which the, the thing that most business owners don't have is like the knowledge and relationships to promote their business effectively online, just like a hard thing to do. There's a lot of different ways that you could do that. Um, the thing that they do have is expertise. They have a ton of expertise, a ton of experiences to share. And so we wanted to create an outlet for people to share that expertise and experience and have it result in authority for their site. So that was essentially uh, the founding idea for, for Turkle. Again, that question and answer marketplace that connects, uh, connects brands with expert insights. The idea is that on one side of this marketplace, you have companies with blogs and these companies with blogs essentially have resource constraints. They don't have the time or money to create content for their website. And so as a result, 95% of all the blogs on the internet today are inactive, uh, meaning that they don't post at least once per month. And so on the other side, you have uh, businesses. You have people who don't have the knowledge or relationships to promote their business online, but have a tremendous uh, amount of expertise. And so what Turkle does, it takes those companies with blogs, they post a question on Turkle, experts then answer that question, uh, we then select the best insights, put those insights into a full-length article, and then give that back to the company with the blog. And so that does a couple of things that helps increase the traffic for the company with the blog um, and gives them great content. And then it, at the same time, it helps the business owner share their expertise, get visibility online, and build links back to their site so that they rank well in search engines. And so 
Uh, that's essentially how Turkle works, what it does. Um, the, the other player in the game are search engines. And so essentially they have a um, huge amount of content gaps online. So about 15% of queries that Google sees every day are brand new and they see billions of searches every day. 20% um, of questions that are on Quora are, go unanswered. And so essentially there's this huge backlog of requests for knowledge. And so um, by having that connection between brands and experts, we're also satisfying that, that big content uh, gap that exists. And I, I love what you've built. I, I really respect the position of knowledge brokers and trying to be found online. And I feel like you've helped them find a channel, first of all. Um, but I love the fact that you are creating something that gives small businesses and entrepreneurs who are busy building their dreams a voice and something that they can really rely on. Because so many of us, like I said, don't have the ability to really maintain and manage that. And one of the things that's really disparaging when you go to a, like a, a business site and you see news and updates, and the last time they updated was 2017 and we're in 2022, you're like, uh, are, are they current? Or are, do they know what they're doing? Like it, it, even, even if they're like the best company that was referred to you, you start to really get a gut check position on whether or not they're keeping up on things. And so I think that it's important if you're going to put that out there, you have to maintain presence. Just like being on social media, if you're going to create a brand, you have to be consistent and maintain the, pres the, the presence. And your personality, Brett, really, um, I'm not too surprised, honestly, with what we know about you uh, transitioning, right? Because like you said, marketing agencies were coming up and they were just popping up all over the place because of the pandemic and the industry and the, and the constraints we had. But you like shooting from the hip. You like the chaos, being out in front, right? And so if everything that you were doing was already aligned with everybody else, it's not so much chaos at that point. It's just construction and planning. Um, and I see at Turkle now you're, you're part of that 15% of unanswered questions, right? The new queries, the creating authority, the giving people a voice. And I really, really, really have a passion for small businesses. And I believe that every vision deserves a fighting chance. So that's why I really align with your story. I really love what you're doing because every vision deserves that fighting chance and deserves to feel a little bit of authority. So I appreciate you for sharing that and, and what you've created over there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because I should share that the, the, the founding origin story really for, for Turkle goes back to the, the RV road trips that I was taking and, and asking people to share where they were at 22 years old and how they got to where they, they are today. And we interviewed CEOs, our, our goat farmer analogy, you know, people all across the country. And the thing that I, it still sticks with me today, 15 years later after getting off the road, is how little opportunity we really have to share our life accumulations and, and expertise. Like it still baffles me that a CEO of a company with 75,000 employees would sit down with us for an hour and just talk about his life and like share, you know, different insights. And it's because we don't really get a, the microphone too often. Like, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be here with you guys and talking about some different stuff, but this doesn't happen, happen often. Like people don't come and say, Hey, you know, tell me everything. And, and um, you know, I feel like that's kind of a disservice because uh, we, we all have something to offer um, whether that's expertise experiences and, and things like that. So I think that we need more meaningful opportunities to do that. Um, where Turkle gets its name, it's actually um, in honor of an oral historian who left behind a, a, a legacy of giving voice to the uncelebrated. And so that's essentially what, what we're looking to do is our big, big vision with Turkle uh, is to democratize thought leadership and become the world's uh, leading question and answer platform. So that's, that's what we're out to achieve.
I think you're well on your way and I appreciate you for sharing just what got you here and the passion. Um, so many of us are involved in local communities and all of our businesses are so different, especially in this community. So it's important to know that we have resources that are going to allow us to not just put our voice out there and find authority, but to maintain our identity, right? At the end of the day, we want to be able to build our brand and lead with contribution, but keep our identity. If we want to stay small and play in the market we, we really like and love, then that's fine. If we want to go big and try to like play in the, in the majors, that's fine too. I think we need the tools that allow us a little bit of confidence. Because like I said, when you start a business, it takes confidence and courage. And having that position and that passion really deserves a fighting chance. And, and I appreciate you for that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the, the process of you sold your company, you're building Turkle now full-time and having to go and ask for funding. Like, right. Honestly, that's, I know that maybe that's out of a left field and you don't want to answer that question, or maybe it's too close to, to the, to the chest right now, but I really want to know as a business owner and entrepreneur, how you felt having to take that step and then really just go out and, and start doing, ask people for help. Yeah. Uh, there's so much to that question uh, in terms of like how to be successful as an entrepreneur seeking funding to fund the idea behind your business. And so um, I think that the biggest thing that I've found, maybe a couple things is one relationships. You know, I think that every entrepreneur would say that they're going to have more success with a warm introduction or someone within the network uh, that knows you well. So always starting there. That's why typically entrepreneurs raise from family and friends first, because those are the people who trust you. Um, second thing I'll say is that I probably got more out of, um, there's, the, there's a conference that we're going to be presenting at. It's a big uh, pitch competition in the Southwest uh, called in, uh, Venture Madness. And it's run by Invest Southwest. They've done an incredible format to make this valuable for entrepreneurs. They essentially put you through two mentor sessions and have you do a five-minute pitch, five-minute Q&A, and then about 20 minutes of feedback. And so it's a group of maybe like five to 10 people who are investors, they're entrepreneurs, they're um, lawyers, there's all this you know, collection in the room. And we just completed our second, um, second mentor pitch with that. And I think I got more out of those two mentor sessions that I did in two months of pitching investors. And I think that there's really something to be said for that, because if you could construct essentially a, a room full of people, a group of people to make your pitch in a five minute way, uh, you're going to get more out of that feedback than you would in hunting down VCs and, and pitching to them because most VCs like some are, are great and will give you some feedback like, hey, this is why we're passing. And here's, um, you know, how do you, you can improve your pitch? Most are just like, okay, not interested. They ghost you. They might be interested. Um, but uh, yeah, for anyone entrepreneur looking to, to raise money and, and to see their vision come to light, highly recommend getting five people in a room and giving a five minute pitch and seeing what people have to say. Yeah, it can, it can be, uh, be both scary and exciting at the same time when you do that. I've been involved in some fun ones, not not with Clarify, but just in in the community where we've done little startup pitches. We've done drunk pitch competitions, which are a lot of fun because people come up with wild ideas and then you mix your real idea in the middle of it and you see where everything falls. Um, those are fun because they give the extremes and they allow you space uh, and you can have fun with it and take feedback without feeling criticized. So I think that there's value in that. I love that that's your story and that's some of the, the processes you've gone through um, and I hope the community members hear that because 
you should always start at your community, right? At the end of the day, your community is your strength. And if you're going to have a trust fall, right? If you're going to fall and see what happens, who's going to catch you? Nothing better than your community to start with because strangers, eh, there's nothing tying them to show up, right? So I appreciate you for sharing that, Brett. Um, and yeah, and I, th- I think just just a way, just real quick, perseverance and connections, that's pretty much what it comes down to, like success. And so, you know, when you talk about community and having your back, it's just perseverance and staying with something and then having the, the friends and, um, you know, support network that can help you realize your vision. OMG. I'm just, I've got so much stuff going through my brain right now about all of what you just said. Um, but I like, I'm just so in awe of what you're doing, you know, selling your business all in on Turkle, um, your analogy of your, your building your house, really cool analogy. Um, and it struck me one thing that you said early in, um, in our meeting was about how like you've got time right now because you know a lot of the people that your clients and uh, other contacts are almost like not interested in talking to you um, now. And I, I was I've been thinking about that and I was thinking you know what Turkle actually still relates to probably all your former clients. So I don't know if you have a clause with your whoever bought your business that you can't contact them, but it seems like it's still worthy of a pitch to them to join Turkle and be a part of it. Um, the other thing is with the talking about venture capitalism um, and you know being ghosted and et cetera. I love that you did the, um, what, what'd you say is called the venture? Yeah, Venture Madness conference. and the- Yeah, the that's so cool. Sessions. Yeah, that's really awesome. And, and I've been thinking about, you have a really good pitch for Turkle and how all of us are salespeople every single day in everything we do. We're always pitching stuff and the, the more concise we can be um, and relatable to whoever you're talking to is really going to help our pitches. And so I'm gonna shout out to Julie. I thought Julie, cause I've, I can't remember when we met Julie, it's maybe been nine months or maybe even a year, but Julie's pitch is getting really, really good. Um, and that's been nice to see and just hear. And so again, how critical that is for your businesses, but five minute pitch, you know, if you can't say it in five minutes, then probably shouldn't be saying it. Totally. And it's so hard to like, can have it concise in five minutes, but you, you got to hit on the, the problem. You got to hit on the solution. You've got to get into the business model, the competition. Why now? Why are you the right person to do it? Like, and if you can nail that, in three minutes, two minutes, then, uh, you know, you, you've really got something. But um, I just wanted to add to that. I mean, it was really inspiring listening to uh, to Brett's story because that's a lot of people don't think about that legacy part or, you know, that I may sell it one day. And as you said, that whole emotional thing, because people always talk about how it's your baby and it's like you're handing your child over to some stranger and you want to make sure it's going to be okay. So I can get that. But out of all the things he said that I remember too, it kind of focused on one of the things that I was doing for this year is regrouping because everybody has an opinion and everything is out there. As he talked about the marketing companies, everybody's building one, everybody, you know, so it kind of went from not just because of the pandemic, 
you know, that's what people were doing in their day jobs. And now they just kind of parlayed it over to this because I need income. Maybe they will let go or whatever, you know, and that's not just for marketing. It's so many industries, you know, personal finance. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's a guru. Everybody's a coach and everybody's a something. So you have all that noise. So for me to take that time to regroup, figure out exactly how I want it to go. What do I want from this? And all of those questions that Brett had talked about was really critical. So I just appreciate hearing that I'm not alone <laughs> in this process and hearing other people share that, you know, that story. And I mean, it's real for entrepreneurs, you really, or solopreneurs or small business owners, whatever you want to call us at this point. But it is, that is a real feeling. And sometimes you do feel like you're on that island, you know, by yourself. So to come back to the community and hear, you know, those things was just very helpful. So, but and congratulations for the sale as well, um, Brett. So, but thank you for your information and sharing that today. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think both of those together are great content and context for our conversation today. I mean, obviously, if you have something unique and you want to really speak on that passion, dialing in what your pitch is and your voice is important and finding authority and giving you that confidence is just so much strength that comes from it. But if you're in an industry that you love and you're passionate about and you feel that it's diluted, well, that's it's still the same thing, right? We're finding our voice and our authority and our ability to contribute and maintain our direction moving forward. So don't give up. You know, if you're in an environment where you feel like there's too many power players or too many people crowding the area, uh, you can still exist. You can still enjoy it. You can still have fun and you can still have authority. So allow yourself the grace and, and find a reason to go back and really ask yourself those critical questions and then lean on, lean on, you know, opportunities like working with like Turkle with, with Brett, right? There's opportunities out there to help you as an entrepreneur and help you create your vision and give you a fighting chance. So Rachel and Michelle, I appreciate you both for, for offering those comments because I feel like they both offered a great deal of context for so many people in the community. I have one other challenge for Brett. So we have this a wonderful group of, you know, LinkedIn on LinkedIn, right? Brett, get in there, get like, tell your story, get in um, active, because I think you could really pick up a lot of people for Turkle. And also like, you are such a, you are so community focused. Um, and I think that you'll find more of a tribe um, by being in the group more, more often, especially if you have a little bit more time right now. Love to see you more frequently. Yeah. For sure. Nothing um, like putting you on the spot, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll pop in there. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think that we've got so many questions that are being posted at Turkle that we could use everyone's insights on that um, whenever I see something that would be relevant for, for the group, um, I know that we contribute content actually to GoDaddy's blog um, mm -hmm. a little bit. So popping in, um, you know, asking a question so that we could get insights featured on GoDaddy and uh, other partners uh, would be huge. So I'll be there. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for the challenge. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I've actually already utilized it. It's super easy, a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. Uh, looks like Patty's got a comment for you. I just want to say this is the most phenomenal thing I've seen. I own a marketing agency. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. I can't wait to tell all my clients signed up while you were talking. Um, however, I thought it was so amazing that I just want to say, just because we're here, <laughs> is like, I want to interview you on my podcast. <laughs> Um, so I have a podcast, Marketing Media Money. I would love to help spread the word about this. This would be amazing. I can really see the value and uh, I would love to help you do it. So while you That's have awesome. this time in your calendar, 
<laughs> yeah. Why do you have this time in your calendar? I would love to interview you. <laughs> let's fill it, let's fill it up. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do it. And awesome, uh, awesome that you saw the value that quick and and are are hopping on. So answer some questions and uh, we'll get you published. Awesome. I'm totally thinking about your table of twelve right now and having a pitch competition with the table of twelve exercise. It's going to be a great. Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. You know, I know we're at the top of our hour. I want to just you know allow people some space if there's any comments or kudos. Uh, that you want to make before we let Brett go, but I want to be considerate of your time. Um, thank you to everybody that's joined today, by the way. I know that, again, February is a weird month, and we're still challenging ourselves to rise to the occasion. So any last-minute comments or kudos before we kind of close this out? I just say, I have to say I love the energy. Such great energy, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I always appreciate all of you and Adam, your leadership. Um, just getting better and better and we just need to get more people to come. So make sure that you, yeah, yeah. I love it. We can see the power in the community, right? We all have stories. We want to share them. The only way to share stories is by finding characters that really mean something to your story, right? So build the community and get out there. Um, we already had people sign up on this today. So obviously it works and there's power in that. Patty. I just want to say, kind of give a shout out to you because I have to tell you while we may not always have like lots and lots of people here on the calls the amount of um replay you know that everybody does and I have to tell you Adam you do an amazing job of how you edit or whomever it is that is doing that where you're you know really posting and doing all that kind of stuff I mean Sometimes like I am here and then I'll look at it. I'm like, oh, I got to do that. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I was there. <laughs> you know, it's so compelling that like you do a phenomenal job at that. So well, kudos I, to you. I appreciate that. It's all it's all me, unfortunately, for now. Um, I really just like this community. Honestly, it just comes from a, a position of love for what it means to be a small business owner. And I could not do any of this without people like Brett, people like you, Patty, people like Michelle. Julie, obviously the team at GoDaddy, Rachel and Jonathan, you guys do a great job at supporting us and having these stories that come through <sighs> makes my it makes this easy, right? It's easy to moderate somebody's amazing story and, and kind of share. So thank you for that. Brett, before we let you go, man, I love pointing people to a, the way to connect with you. What's the best place that people can go to really align with you and follow you and, and you know, embrace you as a community member? Yeah, I'm pretty boring online. Honestly, I just answer questions on Turkle. So uh, yeah, just go to turkle.io and answer some questions and I'll probably be featured. My face will be featured somewhere with yours and we'll connect that way. But no, Adam, I appreciate you having me on today um, to echo everyone's comments. You do an incredible job and uh, Rachel and the gang, you guys do such a good job in building building community. And you know, you could sense it as soon as you showed up in this uh this zoom call and uh you know shout out to all you guys this is awesome keep doing what you're doing and um happy to support i love it i love it i appreciate everybody uh thanks for uh tuning in today obviously we went from fainting goats to building houses right um <laughs> it's always exciting um i appreciate you guys definitely you know challenge yourself to show up in the community make some posts talk to us about what's going on for you too um and then if if you check out turkle share with us you know put it in the community if it's working for you, we want to hear about it.